Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the King of Pentacles and Hermes. Today's show will focus on the Ace of Swords and the Sword of Damocles. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, swords, and symbols And all of the above Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, the show about ancient stories and new aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We are starting a whole brand new uh, suit today. Yay. The suit of swords. Oh. Uh, it is exciting and dramatic and also kind of devastating at times, but oh. also really just like there, there's a lot of power happening in the swords. Cool. I, I would summarize the swords like that. It seems like it would be a powerful suit because of, like, it's a weapon. Yeah, exactly. It's the symbol of a weapon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, weapons in themselves are great symbols of power. And, uh, and the sword's suit talks all about how power can be used for good and also for bad. Hmm. So that is a very common theme in the swords um, is... You are given power. What do you do with that power? And um, and surprisingly, it's actually a very logical suit as well. There's a lot of logic and rationale associated with it. Um, and I would say it's one of those suits that kind of advocates for less emotional thinking, mm -hmm. whereas a lot of the other suits that we've talked about so far, like the cups especially, talked about relying on your intuition uh, the swords definitely relies a lot more on logic. Mm, it could be like cutting through like the bullshit. <laughs> exactly. Kind of. Exactly. Cutting through the bullshit, I think, is a very common theme for a lot of these powerful cards, cool. especially the Ace of Swords. Um, and definitely the Queen of Swords. <laughs> she she takes no bullshit whatsoever. <laughs> I Okay, so I definitely have like a girl crush on the Queen of Swords. So uh, during this suit, if I happen to like mention her all the time every episode maybe every episode maybe every other episode I'll do my best to not do that and and save her save her for when it's her actual episode coming up um but yeah that won't be for a while though, it, it so. won't be for a while so right now I'm just like oh Queen of Swords is so awesome <laughs> she's such a badass okay anyways <laughs> so let's talk about the ace though um because there's a lot of power happening with this ace of swords and um, so whenever you get an ace, it's normally the beginning of some new kind of adventure. There's something new that's coming in, a new kind of energy. Um, and you really see that happening in the aces as well, because they're often like divinely ordained. Um, and that's symbolized actually on the card by, in this case, a giant hand in the sky holding up a sword. And we've seen that with the other ones too, right? Yeah. Giant hand there's holding. A, there's a giant hand holding the cup for the Ace mm -hmm. of Cups. Yeah. Um, you you have this giant hand symbol, and I kind of see it as, this, as the hand of God, if you will, right? Um, and in this case, it's just kind of like there's some sort of the powers that be or whatever has given you this new opportunity, and for the Ace of Swords, it is giving you a sword. And the sword represents ultimate power and this potential for 
great victory or great disaster, depending on how you use it. Because, um, because even though the sword is being given to you, what's not being given to you is your choice on how you use it. Um, and whether you're going to use it for righteous deeds or uh, personal gain is all up to you. Um, but at the top of the sword in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, we have a crown. And this talks about how uh, the power of a weapon can also give you power socially as well. Um, and sometimes, well, okay, most of the time when the Ace of Swords shows up, it's not because you actually have a weapon that's being given to you. It's, it's more the symbol of what that, what does that weapon mean, right? right. Um, so f depending on the person, each person has their own strength, if you will. And I would consider that to be kind of their weapon, their secret, secret weapon, their secret. So is that kind of what the sword is saying then? Like to use your strength? Yeah. So what the sword is saying is that you have power. Okay. And everybody has power and everyone has specific strengths in particular. And yeah, in some cases, um, when you're being given this ace of swords, when it, com when it comes forth, you are being called to action. Um, so I, I often like to think of um, this card as the call to adventure card, mm. um, which is kind of similar to like when you think about the hero's journey, right? This is the spark. This is what makes the main character or the person actually want to do something, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and all of the aces kind of have that spark in them as well. Like we looked at how the Ace of Cups, for example, was um, like that love at first sight kind of feeling where mm -hmm. you have that intense emotion of, oh, this could be true love. With the Ace of Swords, it's it, that spark is more glory oriented, mm. right? So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wow, there's this thing and I have all this potential to reach it. And at the very top, you have this crown, which is a symbol of ultimate victory and glory. Um, and hanging off of the crown, you actually have two, two plants. And we were trying to figure out what those plants were. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a palm, like a date palm and an olive. Um, yeah, this one does look, you can even see the little olives yeah. kind of there, yeah. Yeah, so I think those are olives, and it's like an olive branch, and I think that's a really interesting combination for them to have there, because the olive branch is, you know, something that's even in our vocabulary as something that represents peace. It is, yeah. Like extending an olive branch. Yeah, and um, it's also, like you said, wisdom and... Yeah, wisdom, peace, uh, mm -hmm. knowledge, and I think mm -hmm. that those ideals are very pervasive in the swords as, as being kind of your guide to doing the right thing. Um, not necessarily act like when you have power, um, one of the, the lessons of the swords is to use that power wisely and to not let your emotions get the better of you and possibly hurt yourself and others. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the other side, you have the palm, yes. which is also, I think a symbol of peace and perhaps fertility. Because, <laughs> like, everything is a symbol of fertility if you look hard enough, well. right? <laughs> Not really. Um, we just often talk about symbols of fertility. <laughs> we do, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think the date palm is also a symbol of peace. Because um, I'm, I'm reminded of, of uh, like, that story oh, where man. palms are being used to fan, fan people. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's, is that why you think it's fertility or? Yeah, perhaps that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, palm, I'm pretty sure is associated with Apollo. I could be, I know the laurel definitely is. I'm trying to think who the date palm is date associated palm. with. You said, um, Inanna possibly. Yeah, I, I read up. I read online really briefly that it was kind of it might be associated with Inanna and Ishtar, which would make sense with the sword in that she was she was more like a love fertility goddess, but she was also a goddess of like of warfare. Oh, so. Inanna, by the way, is a goddess of Mesopotamia. Yes, for, Samir, for those yeah. of you. Um, who aren't aware? Yes, uh, which is a very, very old city, and uh, <laughs> Mesopotamia is not a city, but yes. It, oh, sorry. Please correct me. Region, <laughs> region, a very old region. It's, she's a Sumerian goddess. Yes. This is why I say the things wrong so that I can be corrected, and we can all oh, learn and benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is old. I'm using quotation marks. An old goddess, um, even before like the Greek and Roman gods and goddesses but we see a lot of similarities like I would say she's kind of a mix um between Athena and Venus and even Hera a little bit like she's, all she's got a lot of goddesses life. in her yeah she, she's a lot of goddess she is a lot of goddess she's a lot of goddess we oh might we might get to her at some point at some point <laughs> I would love to but we'll see sorry go ahead with the, um with yeah the so yeah we're looking at our ace of swords the background's all gray um which I think is also kind of a symbol of keeping things in perspective. Like when I think of the color gray, I think of, of staying balanced. It's neither white nor black. Mm. Um, Could it be the airiness of it too? Like it's just definitely. And um, air is actually the, the element of the, of the swords suit. So we have four suits and all of them are associated with a different element. Um, right. The cups was associated with water. The pentacles is, was associated with earth. Now we're looking at the swords, which is associated with air. And I remember the first time I learned this, I was actually very surprised mm -hmm. because of how much drama is actually involved in the swords suit. Um, but it is an air suit because of how logical and cerebral um, the, the lessons are. It's more like a suit. mind suit as yeah. opposed to like emotion. Yes, and there's the cups, and uh, that leaves, of course, fire, which is going to be right. the wand suit, and we'll we'll talk about that when we get there <laughs> in another twelve. No, in a, in a, a few more Four, weeks. Two, yes. In a while. <laughs> in a while, yeah. Uh, so, talking about the swords, we're going to be looking at a lot of logic. We're going to be looking at um, perhaps some philosophy, philosophies of stoicism, uh, etc., as well as uh, the many stories. That are associated. Yes. Yeah, I'll probably be looking at some some more um, encounters in the Iliad and whatnot. Uh, another big theme with the swords is um, that of balance, that good and bad come together. Um, and, for example, the Ace of Swords is is a huge symbol of power. Like, when you get this card, it is it's saying, hey, you've been given this really awesome opportunity. You have this really great... Um, great power here, but you have to act quickly. You have to act wisely, hmm. right? So you have hmm. to like it has to be a, a swift and um, an appropriate <laughs> blow, right? Um, because if you are given this kind of power and you you fumble with it, it 
it often ends poorly as well. It can, it, it's almost like you can do damage to yourself. Definitely. Because it is a weapon. And and all of the swords have a double edge yeah. to them as well. Um, it's always possible to hurt yourself as you are also um, pushing forward and, and striving for your goals. But it, there is no better tool to strive for your goals as well. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the quickest and most uh, efficient manner, but you have to you have to wield it very carefully and wisely. Mm. Yeah, very cool. So that is our Ace of Swords uh, description. What mm. is the story that you will tell us today? Well, the story will be the Sword of Damocles. Um, first, I just wanted to mention I was thinking about. <laughs> talking about different kinds of swords and then realized I don't like that. <laughs> so I'm like, we need hey. to bring in an expert. We'll actually we, we have a few friends who are like pretty true. They're pretty a little bit later. It. They're more medieval that's in true. Renaissance. Um, not that but, I don't but like those are I also sh- the swords that are pictured in the Rider Waite Smith deck. That's very true. Yeah. I shouldn't say I don't like it. I'm just not that's not your passion. That's not my passion. I'm sorry. Um, I can mention one sword, <laughs> um, which is the Gladius, which I think is a cool one to mention. Because um, right. you think of Gladiator. Well, Gladius was a sword. It's a short sword um, inspired by, I think it has Spanish origins, um, but it was a primary sword used by the Roman military. Is that so. why they were called gladiators? Because yeah. they used the gladius? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I didn't know that. See, that's why I'm like, I'll mention this one. I had no idea go. why they were called gladiators. <laughs> and it, it honestly never occurred to me. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because gladiators, actually, I might talk about them for one of the, the other sword cards, because that would work. Mm-hmm. They didn't just use necessarily a sword. There were actually different types of gladiators. Um, some of them would use a trident. Some would use, like... A net, like a fishing net, and they had different, um, like almost specialties of how they would fight. So that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. But um, all right, all right. Oh, so, cool. uh, so the, the story. The sword. So yeah. So lots of different swords made over time. Yada yada yada. That makes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So the sword of Damocles. So Damocles. I thought this was interesting. Um, that his name. So this is the name of a person in this story, but it. The name means, um, like, glory or fame of the people. Because yeah. the demos, demos means people, and kleos means glory or fame. So, so glory of the people. Glory of the people. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but this is a parable uh, that we get from Cicero, and he made it popular in his 45 BECE book. Oh, I'm not going to say this right. Um, Tuscan. Tusculan Disputations, um, and in Cicero's version, Dionysus II, who is a person, not a god, so we're, you're going to hear me say Dionysus a lot in the story, it's a person, he's a tyrannical king, not the god. Dionysus II. <laughs> yes. Um, and he ruled over Syracuse, um, which is a city in Sicily, In the story takes place in the, about the 4th or 5th century BCE as well. So, even though Dionysus um, was rich and powerful, he was also very unhappy. He ruled with an iron fist, which made him many enemies, um, and he was tormented with fears of assassinations. And one day, one of his flatterers, Damocles, um, mentioned in conversation the wealth of Dionysus and the majesty of his rule and the abundance of all his possessions and the magnificence of the royal palace and denied that there could ever be anyone more fortunate. 
Well, (laughs) Dionysus, hearing him say this, said to him, So, Damocles, since this life delights you, do you wish to taste it yourself and make trial of my fortune? So, basically, you think my life is so great. Why don't you give it a try? Of course, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, Damocles, of course, readily agreed and said that, of course, he wants this. King for a day. King for a day. Why not? So Dionysus gave the order that Damocles be placed on a golden couch uh, covered with the most beautiful, like, woven rug with embroidery. Um, he had gold and silver furniture placed all around him with beautiful attendants to attend- <laughs> to attentively wait on him. Uh, I should have read that, but that's fine. <laughs> attendants uh, to attentively. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you don't proofread your words. Um, <laughs> there were perfumes and garlands and food kind of all around um, all the best luxuries that you can think of. And Damocles, of course, was very happy with this. He's like, this is great. I'm, you know, surrounded by all this opulence and wealth. It's wonderful. Um, however, in the middle of all this luxury, Dionysus ordered that a shining sword be fastened from the ceiling by a horsehair and that and let it um, down so that it hung over the neck of Damocles. So all Damocles could now see was the sword hanging above him, and it was impossible for him to savor the opulence of the feast or to enjoy all of this wealth and riches. Mm -hmm. So finally, he could no longer take it, and he begged Dionysus to let him leave because he no longer wanted to be fortunate, saying in quotation, you know. Um, so for Cicero, the tale of Dionysus and Damocles represented the idea that those in power always labor under the specter of anxiety and death, and that there can be no um, happiness for one who is under constant apprehensions. So the parable later became a common motif in medieval literature, and the phrase sword of Damocles is now commonly used as a catch-all term to describe a looming danger. Um, likewise, the saying hanging by a thread <laughs> has become shorthand for a fraught or precarious situation. I had no idea that's where hanging by a thread came from. Yeah, how cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. the point of this story is basically that happiness is fragile. That yes. you need to be careful. Like, it's not, it's not all that it seems. And also, for everything fortunate that a person has that, like, yeah, he couldn't imagine... He couldn't imagine what it was like to be in another person's shoes, but every person has problems, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and sometimes when when you're at the top, those problems are literally for your own life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and when you're at the top, I guess that's another saying: you have farther to fall. <laughs> yeah, the higher right? you are, the fa- farther yeah. you fall. And that's yeah. kind of it's also why I like the image of the Ace of Swords in the Rider Waite Smith deck because it does have that crown at, the, on, very top. at the very top of it, and it's almost it's piercing through the crown. So again, that idea of okay, you can be quote unquote like the top, the best. But it'll it also, all. but it, it might also require a lot of sacrifice, um, sacrifice, yeah. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And once you're there, um, it might not necessarily be what you, it's what you thought it would be. Yeah. So again, it's one of those be careful what you wish for kind stories because you know Damocles thought, yes, this is the best thing ever. Of course, I want to be king for a day. <laughs> like this is amazing. Um, but then you realize all of the. Like, not, well, like, well, sacrifice think, almost think, that you have to have, yeah. too. Like, he was just so afraid that the sword was going to fall on him and, and kill him at any moment. 
but he also just couldn't he couldn't appreciate his and that's like, just it like you can't appreciate it. it yeah because you just have all this anxiety and fear we're definitely wired to only focus on the negatives <laughs> in I, some ways in some ways yes yeah. but that's also i think like fight or flight too right yeah, exactly. Like if he's it's just a survival not, thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz if it was if it would fall, like it would kill him. And hanging by a horse hair is not going to not exactly the stay most for too uh, long. <laughs> not exactly the most stable. Yeah. Ha, stable. Nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I like bad puns. And then everyone groans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and rolls their eyes. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's the story. Of the Sword of Damocles. It definitely is a good story to, I think, talk about the power of the swords. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, another, I guess, story with swords. <laughs> Sounds weird. Um, I wanted to give a mention to a series that's on Netflix now. Um, I wanted to mention it before, but I wanted it to be done. And now that So that you could make sure you liked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just to me. Well, even after the first episode, I'm like, this is great. I want to talk about it. But then I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. I and made see that mistake before. How it finishes. <laughs> um, so it's Troy, Fall of a City. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, on uh, Netflix Canada, and I'm pretty sure in the States too. It was on BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, it And it was actually really good. It's only an eight part miniseries. So it's not. A lot to get through, but I, I like that it was a miniseries and not just a movie because you were able to go through so much more of the story. So it's it's about the Iliad, but it's also about the um like the stories beforehand, like leading up to it and afterwards too. Because again, at the end of the Iliad is not the end of the Trojan War, so it's basically the Trojan War story, but from the perspective of the Trojans. So I kind of like that they changed that up. Um, I also like that they had the gods <laughs> in it. Oh, are the gods characters? The gods are characters. They're not prominent by any means. Um, they show them, I think, at least once an episode. But they do them well. Like, it's not... I, I like how... It's not cheesy? It's not cheesy at all. And it's... Yeah, it's very subtle. But it's it's done well. And you need to. Like, you can't... Because the, the story without the gods, like they're such a huge part of it. Um, and I also, for reference, I watched it not only just me, but with my roommates, <laughs> and they liked it too. So that's just to say, it's not my geekiness. <laughs> it's not just me. Other people also enjoy um, the show. <laughs> I love that you have to specify that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel like I'm biased because, well, I'm going to be biased regardless. Yeah, but because it's stuff you like. Because it's stuff that I like. And, well, because of that, I thought that I might not like it, depending. But I feel like depending they. on how well they presented Yeah, the and how accurate it was. And, I mean, for the most part, especially the beginning, like the first half, it was pretty accurate. It gets a little not <laughs> after yeah, the second half, but I also understand why, like, they had to change certain things, and not everything can be the same, and I know, yeah, it's getting some modern, slack. Modern stories versus, uh, like, yeah. Not really for that. Accuracy. Not really for that. I think just time-wise, again, I think they, it's great that it was a mini-series, but they still could have probably had a couple more episodes just to flesh out some storylines and things, but it was good anyways, so hmm. highly recommend. That's my... 
Awesome. Well, Two cents for that. I know what I'm going to binge this weekend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you think. Okay. I'm going to get a text like, this is awful. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I'll, it's I'll probably just be like, so what? why did you like this? <laughs> this in particular. This in particular that bothered me. Yes. That's normally how I address things. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. And I was thinking, like, should I tape myself watching this or that's just that just feels weird to me so I'm like no I'm not gonna do that no one needs my commentary actually everyone needs Biddy's commentary I have to say everything is more uh entertaining with Biddy's commentary (laughs) because she gets like very emotional emotionally invested into everything she watches yeah yeah that's very true I kind of do I remember, like, I never really enjoyed watching The Bachelor until I saw Biddy watch The Bachelor, and then it became, like, a whole, it became a whole new show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, for me, I normally don't watch it by myself. I watch with some girlfriends, and we call it The Woman Cave. Oh, of course. Of course. And so, like, I'm used to, like, commentating on it while watching it, because we have to talk about it. Of course. And yes, I'm a huge Bachelor, Bachelorette fan, and just reality show junkie in general exactly there we go yeah um and i understand now because of how emotionally invested you get into it i do Uh, yeah anyways back to the ace of swords yes back to the ace of swords so um yeah if this card shows up for you uh chances are you already know what it is that you're after like almost always the, the person who gets the ace of swords has something very specific in mind that they are after and the ace of swords if it shows up as a helper is saying awesome you should go after it but act act quickly um don't let it dawdle because you can lose your opportunity if it shows up as a uh as it, if it sh- does show up as um an obstacle that's something that can be a, that can be a big warning um the ace of swords can say oh um careful to not act too emotionally in this particular case that you do have a lot of power but sometimes your power can be also what's holding you back Mm. um and possibly like that sword of Democles where there's a lot of pressure and and responsibility associated with that power that might also be holding you back um and you know it's also very possible that how you're using your power is uh possibly going to hurt you as well yeah, so there's there's definitely that double double side there to the Ace of Swords, and I've seen it show up in all different places within within a tarot reading. So watch out for it. Yeah, watch <laughs> out for it. Where, wherever it shows up, it's it's definitely uh, not boring. <laughs> That's what's exciting about it, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say probably one of the safer places for it to show up is either in the past (laughs) or uh perhaps as like um a motivator Mm. right it's Mm -hmm. it's possible for this ace of swords to show up as maybe something that's on your mind as like some or maybe like a a subconscious motivation then it's not necessarily in reality it's more just kind of how you're perceiving reality yeah very cool. Anyways, uh, so that is our yes. episode for this week. Yes, thank you everyone so much as always for listening and especially thank you. We want to give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporter, Angelica. Thank you so, so, so much for your support. We really appreciate it and you. So much. Thank <laughs> you. 
We love you. Love you. Yay. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, as always, you can email us, mythterralove at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at mythterralove. I'm dedicating the outro to our Patreon supporters. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Um, yes. So our words of wisdom come from the American Tarot Association. Also, our, they are our parting words for the episode. So, the time to act is now, and if you set your mind to accomplishing your goals, you can achieve anything you desire, but be careful that you do not cut yourself with the sword's two-edged blade. Myth and tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, swords, and symbols, and all of the Myth, terror, love.